We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. All right, guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm a little darker than usual. That is not the Doc Spartan spray tan. It is simply... They don't yet, but Dale, if you're listening, you should make a spray tan. Chemical free. I don't know how that would work. I will rub spray tan on me. Yeah, I will rub spray tan on you. I told you my joke about suntan lotion, right? Suntan lotion, yeah. Let me tell my joke to the listeners. They haven't heard. Here's the deal. We actually are not even sure that's your joke. (laughs) (laughs) All right. For anybody in the comedy world, uh, Jay is um a joke thief you're a joke thief which is not does not bode well in the in the comedy scene you know it's an accidental joke theft so we have daily meetings the team here at best hour and we kick off many of them with jokes and i repeated a joke now in fairness the joke originated online anyway so i just repeated a joke that was repeated from the internet but yes I've not heard the end of it. I but do anyway. think that the point was that you just didn't listen. Like you so obviously did not because the joke was told before and then you retold it a day later. <laughs> that So that is the key piece of information <laughs> that we have all admitted at this point, which was it's not like this joke was told six months ago. This joke was told within a 48 hour period. And then Jay was just like, "Ooh, I heard this joke. I'm going to tell it to the group. At which point we were like, what the fuck? Like, Marcus literally just told that joke yesterday. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, but I, I, in fairness, I, I, I hear a lot of jokes. I hear a lot of jokes, and I wasn't sure where I heard it. But anyway, did you watch the Chappelle special? I haven't watched it yet. It's on our list. Bro, no, I want to watch it. Is it good? It's fire. Well, I let me come back to that because because it's a good segue. But he ends he I, ends on a very good like lesson. It's 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 great. It's typical Chappelle, but it has like a nice what I think is an awesome spin at the end, which is fantastic. Well, I'll, I'll we'll probably watch it tonight. Then he's the goat. Um, he's the goat. We watched we watched a movie called Free Guy that was really good. The Ryan Reynolds oh Ryan Reynolds yeah, yeah I watched it yeah. uh, last week. When you have this baby, it takes like three days to watch a movie. Like you start it, you stop it, you start it, so. We'll we'll start this Chappelle special, but I have a joke about suntan lotion being the most intimate act two people can do together. So it's always very awkward to ask your buddy to rub suntan lotion on you. So I appreciate Fern saying he'll rub suntan lotion on me because he knows how I feel about it. So thank you. In Seattle this weekend, we'll rub some lotion on each other. I can't wait. In our Airbnb. We got a great Airbnb lined up. With one bed. One bed. Yeah. It's always funny. Airbnbs, it's like, oh, there's there's seven sleeping options. I'm like, this is a one bedroom. Where like where are the sleeping options? Well, like four corners and the center of the room. That's five. So what are the other two? Exactly. It's like, well, you know, you can convert the bathtub to a bed. If you pull the refrigerator Ooh, out, there's a little spot. There you there's go. a spot so, back there. Yeah. yeah. This is a this is a uh this is a futon. I'm like, nope, it's just a couch. 
But I appreciate you called it a futon. Yeah, it's actually, a, you know, somebody can sleep in the crib like there's a baby's crib. It's always when because we've been doing so many Airbnbs and I've been researching, it's always amazing. Like, you know, one bedroom sleeps 28. I'm like, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> but anyway, you mentioned that Chappelle special and I've not watched it yet. But from what I understand, he goes hard on the cancel culture. He does. And anybody who thinks that's not what he was talking about, like clearly wasn't paying attention, which is spoiler alert, is the entire point of this special. It takes all the way to get to the end. Like he he is the goat. Like there is nobody better at stand up than Dave Chappelle because he goes hard on the pain on some issues. He does it really, really, really well. But this one, he he really circles around and he talks about it, but he does it in a kind of a very roundabout way. And I thought it was a masterpiece like I like it was funny though like I was dying laughing like it is there's some funny shit in that episode like it's hilarious well you know we saw Dave Matthews this past weekend and I was trying to explain to Roz there used to be this violin player Boyd Tinsley and he got canceled a couple years ago um you know for like a me too type movement I'm I'm almost positive I don't know I don't want to misspeak but I think it was another man uh, not that it matters, right? But it's like everybody gets canceled. And I know that's part of what Chappelle was talking about. Yeah. But the reason I said it's a good segue is two points. One, I almost got canceled on Instagram the other day. You guys saw post? that one where I was called the white supremacist. Oh, I, uh, I I chimed in there and I was like, that is. I was like, this is this is comedy. Like, this is what's happening right now. Yeah. I tagged you and Katie and a couple of our other buddies in there, but it was like the, this person literally somehow I wrote a post about coaching and three comments in is calling me a white supremacist somehow. I had no idea. Like it was crazy. It, the only thing I, the only word I can use is that was crazy. Yeah. It's silly. That's what I was well, like, you know, me of all people, the, the you know, like who can't wait to fight. I was like, this is, I can't. This is absurd. You had a great you had a great uh, response where you said something like your your comment is unprofessional, lacks ethics. Yeah. Well, that was the whole yeah. point about like the whole and I was just like, this comment is both unprofessional and la- lacks ethics. I was like, it was this crazy. Is, this is ridiculous. This is the most but insane it, thing I've ever read in my life. And, you know, it, it's just it, a little just absurd these days how quickly people start pointing fingers the same people that want to claim that they are open-minded are typically the least open-minded and most closed-minded people. Like, I don't care what you think about me or Fern. I would argue we are very, very, very open-minded people. Yes. I'll talk to anybody about anything. Yeah. And nothing offends us. And we don't care who you are, what you do. We don't nope. care your gender. We don't care what gender you want to be. We don't care anything about your color, your race. Like you said, it's like the Cuban and the Jew are the white supremacists <laughs> right now. Yeah. So anyway, you know, that post was was crazy. But the other post was about the individualized programming and the group programming. And I've not been on Instagram at all today. It's Tuesday. I put that post up yesterday. I was. But I'm I assuming like, I'm being canceled right now. I can I mean, only maybe. assume I've been canceled. From what I saw, there was a lot of agreement in there. Was there? Like, I hope you know, we've talked. We've talked about it a lot. Most people just want to argue what they want to argue. And, and you know, when we talk about this idea, let, let me give you my why I wrote it. And first of all, I wrote agree or disagree, which means, hey, I'm asking for your opinion and you're coming at me like I'm not I'm asking. But secondly, 
most people in there are saying for games athletes, who are these games athletes? It's like you all, like to say for who's everybody all like the, all 30 of them. Yeah. Yeah. All, <laughs> all, all, all wait, so we're talking about all 50 of the games athletes, male and female individuals. Yes. And there's okay. So there's, let's call it 60. There's 60. Individual hey, you know what? Athletes. Just for shits and giggles. Let's make it a hundred. Why not? Let's just let's call make it a hundred people. Make it there's people. over 10,000 affiliates in the world. That means, you know, one out of every what a hundred or a thousand. I can't do the math, Katie. I don't know. Can you do it? One out of every 100 affiliates actually has a games athlete there. Now let's also throw into this a handful train together and most train on their own. So we're all these games athletes training at your box. Now you, I get it. You want to lump in some teams and you want to lump in masters and teenagers. Sure. We're adding an additional 200. I think now there's we're at th- was there 300 games of the athletes, three, or excuse me, 300 athletes at the games total. Maybe if right. that, if that, that uh, I think, I think, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. So let, let's remove that. My, the, the reason I wrote that post was individualized programming and private programming are doing more harm than good. First of all, it was a statement. Then I said, agree or disagree. But my point I agree. is, I'm agreeing. Glad you agree. I'm glad you agree. But my point I want, is, I don't want to because it's you, but I agree. But you have to. It's it's not good for the affiliate, you know, and 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 all of these arguments. It's like absurd because no, even and what's what's the funniest aspect of this is you and I know of those 300 games athletes. I think at least 10 to 20 well enough that we can text them. Would you that's, agree? Uh, yeah, that's probably fair. Right. Like I know a couple of the teenagers. I know a couple of the masters guys. We've had them on the podcast. I know many of the team um, members and I know a handful of the individual members. Mm-hmm. Right. As They've been I. on the show and most of them will tell you they can do the box programming and still make the games. Yes. They may have to do additional stuff outside of it, which I didn't say was wrong, but most of them will tell you they should be doing what's happening in the box and they get better results from it. Because they're competing with everybody else. Well, for the record, let's give Justin Mineros a shout out. The If you weren't paying attention to his remarks after he won, I believe he thanked three people, four. His coach, the affiliate, his parents. So maybe that maybe it was three. But those are the three people. He started just training in class. Like that's where, that's where he started. And he's, at Fort, and he's at Fort and he's at Fort Vancouver. Well, I don't know. If that's entirely accurate with Matt Frazier. No, but. no. He talked about it. He used to go to um, the box in Vermont, uh, Jade Jenkins and. Um, right. But he, uh, but it Danny was Haran's very short lived. Right. Like it wasn't like he went there a couple of times and then he went to competition. He's like, oh, I'm going to do this to get paid. But the, yeah, but yeah, the yeah, point, right but, but the point being is that Fort Vancouver has, uh, has been uh, kind of a mainstay in there in the games scene for a while primarily on the team's side teams with an M Mike, the, you know, and yeah, they, they have won of uh, multiple, well, at least once, right? At least once. And they've, and they've sent game uh, team to the games for years. I do think uh, they had um, one of their podiums taken away because of a drug pop, but I don't think it was steroids. I think it was like, well, like something in a pre-workout or something. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, they didn't like kiss somebody and then get it via transmission or something like that. Anyway, I told you uh, how I ran into that girl, right? Oh man, 
like Lovis physically ran um, into her? Did you get it? Did, are you on steroids now? You physically ran into her? Like, <laughs> I oh, ran it's into me. her at uh, it's on me. <laughs> I ran into her at Wonderlust on in Hawaii. Oh, uh, okay. But anyway. Um, anyway, but yeah, I like the point is that you're introducing something that large let's go, let's go back in the way back machine. Coach Glassman did start in the day personal training and then realized that was not sustainable for what he wanted to do and then went from two to small group and then was running classes. So in its genesis, it was a personal training deal, which is totally different than when I created a thing than when it started to make its way to the world. When it made its way to the world, it was a group training program, which is the reason it made it to the world. Which is the reason we all fell in love with it to begin with. Everybody. Like, and, and, and also how, when I've ever been my best at, at CrossFit, you know, fitness wise, I'm in class. Cause I'm trying to beat everybody. I'm trying to beat Fern. I'm trying to beat Katie. I'm trying to beat 79 year old Donna who's using PVC. That's the beauty of it. And I, I, I don't want to pull up my Instagram right now. Cause it will stress me out, but it, it's all these people arguing like, what about the people that need more? What about the people that need more that those same people that think they need more, a are wrong. They're not competitors. Like if you're listening to this, you know, unless you're Brent Fikowski, shout out to Brent Vellner, you know, Tia, like I know you're all listening. Um, but if, if, if you're not one of them, you're not a competitor. Like you're not good. Like I, and I say that with like nothing but peace and love, like peace and love, peace and love as Ringo Starr from the Beatles would say, but you're not good. Stop fooling yourself. And you're, you come off like an, turd to everybody at your box. No one at your box likes you. They all think you're the turd that has too big of an ego. You're, you're arrogant. You're more arrogant than I am. And everybody knows that's, how arrogant I am. Yeah, that's hard to do. The uh, More importantly, that statement that you just made is different than you can do more when you're at the box. Right? We have athletes that do a ton of stuff at the box, like extra stuff. Right? Like I I fully support gym rats right that's we have yeah. that big logo on our wall it says you don't have to work out the hangout like i but you can't be you a should yeah you should be creating the third place however that doesn't trump the group right like the the it's 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 the greater it's the greater group that gets priority is how this works and you just have to lay the ground rules on on that which is you know i understand some people want to do some hybrid model of you know personalized programming and then a group um i'm gonna it sucks like it's not fun i've seen it i've tried it it's not fun i don't i don't it's not fun you're not going to convince me that it is fun it's 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 not fun fun for that person it's not fun for the community and least of all or most of all it's not fun my fingers pointing yes in this dark room or the box owner I was going to say coach, but we agree. Okay. Coach and box owner synonymous. Right. right? And, and when we were at a couple of these summits, one of the themes we heard the most was that it was these types of people causing rifts in the community. And I can tell you in 2011, 12 ish, 13 before one of the reasons I sold my box. Yes. I was offered a good amount of money for it, but one of the other reasons was it just wasn't fun anymore. And it was like that peak time of everybody thinking they're going to go to regionals. Everybody thinking they're going to go to their games. 
There was literally five different types of, I know people were doing Misfit, Comtrain, OPEX at the time. Now, let me be clear. I blame one person. Who is that? Yourself. I blame myself. I blame myself. I, I also blame nipped you. It. I, I should have nipped yeah. it. I blame you for not telling me this. Well, I was telling you, you're just too arrogant to listen. We've already established <laughs> that. <laughs> so no, the, no, I agree with you. I, I was actually, I was, as you were talking, uh, I was doing what I usually do and not listening. The, I was canvassing the, the number of people <laughs> over the years that have been problem folks in the at your box at my box for the past. I was trying to do like a quick Rolodex of, of these people that I've had some issue with both staff and athlete. And if it's staff, by the way, that's a bigger problem, but we can dive into that next. We can dive into that. I'm 90% of the ones that I can think of were this were fall into this category. Like they were too good to participate with the group. 90%, maybe a hundred. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm actually struggling to find one of the, like to think of one of them. It didn't have that flavor attached to to their personality problems with regard to like why they didn't jive. And then it's trickle down. I mean, from there, if it's staff, it's trickle. I mean, there are some box owners that were doing it that we've spoken to. And it's like, yeah, you're the problem. Like if you're not doing what your members are going to do, of course, like you're going to have issues at the box. I was having this conversation with, uh, with a box owner recently and uh, cause going through some transition to purchase box, um, had a longstanding coach there and they're working through employment. Right. So, and the owner basically, I'm like, Hey, the, here's the expectation, right? The ex expectation is you work out in class, you know, and you do a couple of other things, none of which were unreasonable just for the record. We don't need to go through all of them, but one of them was like, you need to work out with the class, right? I worked out today with the uh, 9am. I was late admittedly, but like literally I got it in. I was like, it's either happens late or it doesn't happen at all. And so I took late the, um, and, and there was a little pushback, right? Red flag number one. So then the box owner came back to me like, all right, here's, here's the deal that's going on. I'm like, I was like, hold up, back up. If you were hiring a new coach and they gave you that answer, would you hire them? She was like, no. And I was like, the answer doesn't change. Right? So then this person is, is essentially opting out because again, they're too good for the group. And again, this is... This is something you learn in team sports. This is something you learn in the military. It's you, you have to contribute and participate with the group. It's not about you, particularly if you're a, if if you're a if you're a coach or a or a box owner like that. I I would argue that it is a mandatory if you want to have a successful box. Yeah, and then, you know, David Osorio. All... David Osorio is a perfect example. We we talk about him at at, at South Brooklyn. He trains with the class, man. He trains with the class. And when he doesn't like go check out David on Instagram, he's often working out at like eight 9 o'clock at night by himself, but he's doing exactly what he programmed. That's what I do. I will, I will have to occasionally work up on myself. I hate it for the record, but I'm not making up my own stuff. I'm like, I'm either doing something that I missed earlier in the week or something that's coming up because it happens to fit the window of time that I have. Yeah. And Right now, I'm not coaching at the affiliate. I've just been too busy with affiliate university and the baby and all the stuff we have going on. I'm still a, a part of the community. 
and I do what they're doing. Like, like you said, it doesn't always look like, Hey, it's Monday. I'm doing Monday's workout. It might be, Oh, this is a longer one. I'll have to do it a different day or mm-hmm. I'm tired. And I don't, I want to do that. Like it might look more fun and appealing, but over the course of the week, I do the same workouts and I plug right. my score and whether it's the same day, the future, or I'm, or I'm behind. And, and honestly, the biggest reason I do that is for m- me, it's because I can look at what Chuck did or Randy did or Anna did or Amy did and, and try to be competitive with them. Even if they never look at the whiteboard on Wattify, I, I just have a gauge and it pushes me when I don't want to push, you know, when it's seven o'clock at night and I'm just trying to cram it in. But well, the point just is, from, and then from a personal standpoint, like the, the reason that the reason that makes it fun is because like there's a commonality across everybody. Now we we're all talking about the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, I guess the, the, the people that were commenting on the post the most, by the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, coach Jason Ackerman on Instagram, as Fern posted in our Slack group, what'd you say? The, when your when your influence isn't actually influential. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's the people that were saying things like an hour is not enough time and this and that, the, you know, two other points Correct. I want to make about it is we agree. A, <laughs> a, you know, we talk about the sickness, wellness, fitness continuum. They knew for those, for those that were commenting that took their level one, I would, I would advise you to go back. You can actually buy the lectures now online, right? Fern. Well, the level one guide is free, but you can, but yes, you can buy the actual audio visual versions of the lectures now. And they are CEUs if you are a level three and you're trying to keep, uh, get your upkeep. Yeah. So you can actually go listen, but you can read it. The sickness wellness fitness continuum that coach Glassman created. We talk about, you can measure any biomarker on their blood pressure, body fat, heart rate, et cetera. You can also measure anything that happens inside your gym. For example, if you can't deadlift your body weight, you're sick. If you can deadlift your body weight, you're well. Double body weight deadlift, you're fit, et cetera. Plug anything in there. And we end that lecture, or or maybe not end it because we talk about health, mm-hmm. but somewhere in that continuum, we talk about, hey, there's shortcuts here. And often the one we talk about is like performance enhancers. Right. Right. Hey, I can be pumping in some steroids, take my markers off the charts to fitness, but long-term, what is that doing? Right. And this well, is where the- this is where the distinction is. You could take your fitness markers over there, but we could agree that many biometrics would typically not trend in that direction. Once I start introducing things like performance enhancing drugs, testosterone, there will be markers that are off, right? So we know if you're going to be doing steroids or something like that, there are going to, you're going to have adrenal issues long-term, right? That is not lending itself to long-term health. Yeah. And you know, there's shortcuts there and, and, and like we said, we can we can drive those off the charts. We then tie this continuum into health, which is work capacity across broad time and modal domains throughout years of your life. So fitness is a snapshot, meaning today, Katie, you, me, we all have our area under the curve. Right now, there's no changing it, but we can get volume under the curve, which is our health. So while you might be spiking the area, long-term, what are you doing to the volume? Because we've, I mean, look back on all the people you and I, idolized as kids in the bodybuilding world. I mean, Ronnie Coleman's in a freaking wheelchair. Now, now Ronnie Coleman was bodybuilding. It's different than CrossFit, but I would argue very different. 
the people that are popping for steroids, and I don't want to name people. I I can only think of one, right? The guy that's coming, Ricky Ricky uh, Gerard. Gerard. He's coming back this year. I don't know the impact of small doses of steroids. Maybe long term, it isn't bad for you, but I would think it is. But point is, we only think about it from that perspective. Here's another perspective: too much exercise can drive those markers to fitness and long term. I mean. Our good friend, Austin Maliola, will be the first to tell you he's broken. The, I've said this for years, that at some point, both training and eating in order to be the fittest person on the, on the planet Earth no longer resembles training and eating for health. It is actually counter to that. So you can go too far and loop yourself back around, meaning like my joints are not prepared for that. There's wear down on, on, on a lot of different aspects, aspects of your health. Um, I listen today out today in the 9am there's, I have a client here, Andy, he's retired. He's actually pretty young, you know, like very successful business owner, sold his businesses. And he, he was asking me, he was like, what do you, how, what do you plan on doing here? And I said, Andy, I literally haven't worked out in like five days. I'm just, I'm moving for 15 minutes. And he was like, you know, he's like, ever since I kind of dialed it back, he's like, I've been getting fitter. He's like, I'm actually getting fitter, but not going as hard. And I'm like, huh, it's weird. Not really, weird. but I get it. Good job, Andy. You know, and get understanding that. And I would even argue you joke all the time that, that, that I never train, which I train just less consistent than you do. But I, but I do train and I, and I train at moderate intensity. And to steal again, like Pat Sherwood, I heard this from Pat Sherwood years ago. There needs to be an understanding as the leader of the tribe so that you can communicate this, that when we, this is probably the most misinterpreted aspect of the definition of CrossFit, which is constantly varied functional movements executed at high intensity. And people take high and there is an automatic translation from high to maximal or otherwise stated 100%. Also to volume. Also right, to volume. To volume. Right. And not understanding that, well, that is a, that is an oversimplification, which it then turns into a misapplication of the program. And if we think about this differently and we keep it broad and say, well, listen, if there's a high, there's a medium and there's a low, well, that makes 70% and higher high intensity, which factors in a lot of things. And we would all be better off coaches the culture in your community, the athletes in your care, the coaches under your care. If you understood that more is not better, better is better. And sometimes less is better, less over the long haul, live to train another day type deal is like train at 70%. You can still get fit. Like you're still checking the high intensity box or otherwise stated results, getting what you want out of it by training at 70%. Now, if people just want to do that for the sake of doing it, I, we've stated this umpteen thousand times do it. I don't care. But stop saying that you're doing it because you need it because the reality is you do not need it. And it's fucking up the community that you have in your box. Right. And, and that's something I've had to ask people like, do you care about your fitness or do you just want to work out more? Because if you truly care about your fitness, it may mean you actually have to work out less. It may mean you have to stretch more. It may mean you have to go find a time to meditate every day. I mean, the same people that are claiming their games athletes are not doing what games athletes are doing, finding um, time every day to, to focus on their mental health, finding uh, time every day to get body work, et cetera. You know, and, and a couple of things you said in there, one, I love that 70% rule because the same people that are like 
chasing recovery on their whoop, which I believe it's like 70% is green and they're excited about, they need 100% when it comes to intensity. Yeah, it's not sustainable. And, and it's not anybody who's played a sport ever, you know, think about it this way. If you train that way, that is the same day as I showed up every day and all we did was play in the conference championship. It was just hundred percent. We were spending everything that we ever, that we could possibly spend. That is not sustainable. You're going to break. You're not spending time working on things, working on just pacing, working on your breathing. Like that's all I work on a lot of times now is just like, can I move at this pace and, and be like moving and getting, you know, what most people would consider high intensity and still be completely functional and have the cognitive ability to carry conversations or to do something technical or something along those lines, but, but I'm still doing high intensity. I did it today. The workout was 15 minutes. It was uh, five, 10, 15 deadlifts, pull-ups, box jumps. And I did eight rounds and some change, right? Could I have done more for sure? But eight rounds was plenty. Like I never stopped moving. Like at no point did I take a break. Well, yeah, that's not true. I was doing few... like 30 seconds break, but, but the point was that was the plan, right? And then at the end, I was like, okay, the plan was six rounds every two minutes. I had 30 seconds each time. I finished each round in 90 seconds. And then when I finished round six, then I'm just going to finish the last two in under three minutes. And I did. Well, you know, and, and a couple of things to, to think about there, you, you know, you talked about almost like modulating, like nasal breathing's one, like only do this through your nose. Maybe you're wearing a heart rate monitor. Maybe you're working out beside your buddy and you hold a conversational pace. You know, there's, there's lots of options there. Um, something you said earlier, and I've heard this said, and I don't know, I don't think it's misspoken, but it's a different way of looking at it. We talk about the continuum and like you actually circle back to sickness. Mm-hmm. I would argue like based on the model that coach Glassman put out there, you're not actually circling back. You're just right. pushing back on the continuum. Right. You know, we say fitness is a hedge against sickness and you're just slowly working because you're not magically sick you slowly right. go backwards um you know and, and the volume the volume or too much intensity will actually uh, will uh, prevent you from pushing to that side forward, right yeah it will it becomes an anchor that pulls back the other direction and you know you threw down a 234 friend you threw down a good time here i would tell you this because back in the day when you were training for regionals it wasn't the same volume right it was probably a workout a day maybe a second maybe a lift in there, which by the way, we're not arguing against. We're not saying you can't do a little more than class does if needed, you know, but most of you that think it's needed, it's not. This is the strongest I've ever been in my life at 43 years old. I hit 292 and a half for 12. I wanted to hit 20. I hit 12, which is still, I'm smashed. Back squat. And yeah, that's incredible load on your CNS, dude. Like that is devastating. Yeah. And I'm doing a Wendler cycle with whatever class does. And that's it. Like I'm in and out of my garage most days in 40 minutes. Um, yeah. And the, and the point is I, the, a lot I'm of the 43, reason, right. And I'm, the, I'm old, but this context matters. The, the reason you're stronger than you've ever been is just because there's been an additional layer of consistency or focus on that aspect of your fitness. Like you've been running this for quite a while just lifting heavy. And I was doing this, I did this for, for years. And one of the things I'm pretty confident is that the longer the stimulus is applied, the longer the adaptation will hold. So if you squat heavy once a week for five years, 
which I think I did like almost four, like once a week, I just squatted heavy once a week for like four and a half years. I don't think I missed a week for like four years. You're strong. You're strong for a long time. It's going you're to stronger take you, than you'll ever need to be. You're strong. About. You're strong for a long time. And it's going to take you a long time for, for that to become weakness. Now you can fast forward it by doing a lot of other things, but we don't need as much as everybody wants. Now, if they want to do more because they find it fun, that's fine. But as a leader, as a box owner, as a coach, your job is to communicate these things to people and to let an athlete know that if they are being a dummy, that they are being a dummy. Be like, listen, if you want to compete, that's fine, but you're working on all the wrong things. Like you have plenty of engine. You can't walk on your hands. Like maybe let's address that. Stop doing that dumb shit. And let's work over here on some negatives or something along those lines. And what, like work on some d- strict dumbbell pressing to actually get what you're looking for. And, you know, ultimately here's, here's my biggest pet peeve and my biggest argument to all of this is, you know, and maybe it just means all of these competitors need to have children, but <laughs> If, if you have this much time, you need to do more with your life. And I'm not saying like go volunteer at a soup kitchen, which would be phenomenal, like give back to the community. But I'm simply meaning like the same constantly varied we do inside the gym should be happening outside of the gym. Now, part of that might be like Pat Sherwood says, get outdoors, go for a hike, go for sure. a run, go mountain biking, take up a new sport, try jujitsu, play basketball, Don't whatever that wheel. is. Don't write it yet. Stay off of one wheels, but read a book. Like the same people that are trying to do all this. Like what was the last book you've read? Like if you're not strengthening your mind as well as your body, at, at, look at some point, a, we're all going to die. No one gets out alive, but also at some point in your life, physically, you just won't be able to do this. I truly hope all of you have more in your life because if this is all you identify as, you're going to be let down one day. Well, let's, let's like, again, we can always go back to a level one manual, like content, just learn and regularly play new sports, world-class fitness in 100 words. Like, and it doesn't have to be something crazy, but like, like we've talked about before, like I like to shoot and like, I've been shooting a little bit more, but you know what I do almost every day. I grow through a ton of drills, dry firing and like in the closet. Like just the kids are in bed and I'm just like firing. That's a dirty term. I think are we allowed to say yeah, that? On, you on are. Here? Yeah. Please don't cancel me, but just going through, going through you drills, are a white going, supremacist. <laughs> going through drills, doing timing drills, stuff like that, practicing reloads, practicing malfunctions for like 20 minutes every day. But there, that is a very, there's a, there's a serious neurological component to that which is like going through things like setting up malfunctions, going like doing a a whole plethora of drills, working on like, I'm like, so for instance, just again, the whole point of this is learning new, learn, learn to regularly learn and regularly play new sports is for, as a shooter, I am right-handed and left eye dominant. Now on a rifle, not a big deal on a pistol. It's a disaster for most people. So I have to, I've been going for the past year, going back through and like retraining myself at how to look down the sights of a firearm, which is hard by the way. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it does. If you want to figure you out if you're left, eye, yeah, you yeah if you don't, so you, you and Katie can do this together. If you want to know if you're right or left eye dominant, take it. your hands, take your hands and do like that. Right. And put, take an object. Right. So if you don't know what we're doing, I'm basically making a triangle with my two hands where there's going to be a space between your two thumbs. So pick an object out in front of you and put it right in the middle of where there's space at your hands. And which right? eye you close, right? Which eye I'm going to close? No, not when you close. What you're going to do is you're just going to slowly bring your hands back to your face, keeping that 
target in the center of that object and it will tell you which eye you're dominant with. All right, I'm doing it. Can you hear me? Yep. All right, I'm doing Faster it. Faster than that, Katie, yeah. Faster? So Katie's right eye dominant and then you are also right eye dominant, right? Oh shit, I would have said left eye. Right. Like, like TLC. TLC. There you yeah. go. Don't go chasing waterfalls, bro. All right. So I don't want no turds. <laughs> so, but the point of that is like, get out and do something else with that. That is part of our job and part of why people will stay there longer. If you want lifers, they have to have other things outside of the gym, right? They, they need to, to love healthy. the gym. They have to, they have stay, to stay healthy. healthy. It, again, this is something I've said over and over again. CrossFit should be a lever that people can pull on to do other things. That's what it is for. It is not so that we can be great fast exercisers so that we can walk outside with the GPP necessary to navigate any scenario, known and unknown, likely and unlikely, that would be presented to us. That is what it's for. Our job is to explain that to people and make sure that they have fun in the process. But again, the whole thing about like creating a tribe, if you're constantly like letting people just remove themselves from the tribe and do their own thing, now you have multiple tribes. Now you have a community problem. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time.